This man puts the headphones on, gets close to the microphone and says, Hello? That's my thing. That's my mutant power. If I had a mutant power, that's what it'd be. Sports knowledge. I'm a sports almanac. Um, Black lives, literally. I think that's humanitarian. Yeah, that's my pronunciation. This man didn't say pronunciation correctly. That's what I said. I said pronunciation. Shut up. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, sir. What's up? We back once again. Uh, man, we always say that. You say, always say yeah, that. Yeah, I do, but I like how it sounds. Yeah. I like how it well, roll off. We good. back. No, don't say that. We back. I, say, I tell you not Bring to say it that back. every time. And you, you need help. <laughs> you need help. Man. Yeah, man, we back again. Another episode of Unpopular Celebrities. You know where we at. Uh, did we tell them we on um, Pandora now? I, I did. Oh, you did? No, but not verbally. I, you know, when they pushed the episode out, I told them. Okay. We out. We we on Pandora. We we somewhat more official than we already Some, were. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Adding uh, to the platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to prove ourselves to them. I don't know why. Man, they on. They were on 10. They yeah. like, no way. Yeah. You don't make it on this show unless you get so many subscribers, yeah. so many listeners, so yeah. many good reviews. 200 plus. Yeah. 200 plus. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the subscribers, too. Y'all yeah. gave us that 200 plus. Um, we doing we doing a little better than people that have been doing this for about a year. That's course, cool. you know man. I was looking at man, looking at my dog. We got to get him on though. He good people, but looking at his and he's been around for almost four years, and he he. I ain't gonna say he's not doing good. That's your he's dog, not, and you just blast him yeah, like my that. Bad. I didn't. I, I changed. I didn't put his name in there. You know, he know, who he know he what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. He'll be But, yeah, 200 plus, man. So, yeah. uh, hey, like I said, appreciate y'all out there. I know COVID might have a lot to do with that, but I hope not. I hope y'all naturally want to hear what we got to say about the things we talking about. Bro, can I say a crazy fact real quick that What's I up? just learned? I was What's just up? watching one of my videos, one of my little motivational videos. You, uh, you remember Grant Cardone? He was supposed to come to the base? Yeah. Okay, so I was watching one of his videos today. He said a crazy stat. He said in February 2021, 34,000 people are going to be looking for a new job. 34,000? 1,000. All at the same time. He said that's what the statistics say, that since everybody's losing jobs and everything, yeah. February should have a vaccine, should be over 34,000 people are going to be looking for a job in the month of February. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy. That, that's secure crazy. your jobs. Yeah. Secure your life. Yeah, go, uh, go above and beyond yeah. where you at. If you at McDonald's, Flip that burger a little higher. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fry them fries like you're supposed to fry them. It's, it's cut competition. Throat, bro, cut the rope. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, that's not what we're here for today. Nah. We got another special guest in the building. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah. I stole that from Hot 97, man. I, I wonder if they copy wrote that. I hope not, because if not, Shit. you just lost money that we ain't yeah. get yet. <laughs> God dang. We got a special guest in the room. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, I'm going to let him introduce himself. You know, give it up one time for this guy that's about to get on the microphone. I just want to plug this in real quick, though, because I told him. He was gonna get this roast. He was oh, gonna yeah. he was gonna get this work. You know what I mean? If he messed up anything, right? So you know we come in here. I got a quick story, like I always got at the beginning of the show. Yeah, okay, you good, know what I'm saying? Good, so we come in here. You know we setting up the equipment. You know what I mean? And we doing our sound check, microphone, headphones, all that, right? So this special guest, I ain't gonna say who he is just yet. You know he he. I give him the equipment. I say go ahead, do your thing, test it out, right? This man, <laughs> this man puts the headphones on. Gets close to the microphone and says, hello. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what in the, what happened to mic check one, two, one, two is something. This man got on and hit Adele on us. Like, 
I don't know if he thought y'all was on the other end just yet or what, but anyway, I just need to tell you. That was a good rendition, but anyway, though. Yeah, that was, you heard the, you heard the, 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 I vocals. Heard the vocals. Yeah, don't, don't get me started. I get it in. Yeah, you know let's what not do that. Anyway, without further ado, yeah. the one and only, well, who are you? Can I get a drum roll first, at least? Can I, drum can roll? I get a proper introduction? Man, that is, that's the most proper you ever yeah. going to get. All right, it's, uh, it's Jalen Williams, your boy. Um, the son of uh, Big Mike. Okay. Uh, as y'all like to refer to him. Yeah. Um, what you refer to him as, besides Pop? Uh, little Man. Little Man. Little gotcha. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little yeah, Man. Yeah, that's, that's what I refer to him as, but, <laughs> okay. you know, we'll keep that uh, we'll behind keep the, the scenes. We'll keep the Big Mike. You know? yeah, yeah, we'll keep that for now, you know. Gotcha, man. Where Obviously. were you born at, bro? I know you were born out of state, right? Or out of country? Yeah. No, I was born in uh, North New Jersey. Okay, so you New Same Jersey. Place my pops, yep. That's All right. Okay, yeah. how, how you liking Arizona so far? How long you been here? I've been here for about... Uh, maybe four months, four or five months. Okay. Um, I just graduated from Old Dominion University, located in Norfolk, Virginia. Congratulations. Hey, that's a drum roll. Appreciate it. Uh, that's that's yeah. the exactly. thing. That's what I was roll. looking for, but yeah, you yeah. want to give it to me. It's just because you graduated from Old Dominion, man. <laughs> don't mean that you get your old special introduction <laughs> and shit. We all yeah. unpopular celebrities here. We all good here. But uh, Old Dominion, man, what you, uh, what you graduated for or what's your degree in? So I had a major in political science. Uh, my minor was in English. Um, I plan on going to law school soon. So, uh, to pursue a career in public service. Awesome. So that's the plan, yeah. Shit. That's big moves, man. Did you always want to do that? or? Um, as I got older, you know, when you're younger, um, you look at doing other things, stuff like that. You look at your parents for inspiration, all that kind of stuff. And I think it was uh, it was their hard work, their work ethic, their um, their drive, determination. Um, and really, being in the military, we obviously know that's a form of public service. My, mom, my mother works for the government. So right, right, right. seeing how they go at it every single day, um, for the betterment of the country, really. Yeah. Uh, that was a form of inspiration for me to um, pursue Holy the career. Shit. Bro, let me tell you, your pops ain't no goddamn lawyer. He might be a politician, but he ain't no I'm lawyer. Both. I'm both. <laughs> he ain't no lawyer. I'm both. He, he a dorm lawyer is what we call hey, him. Hey, I'm both. Yeah. Hey, peace say that, but ask him how many times he come to my office for legal advice. Once? In what? <laughs> yeah. Every 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that's big, man. How? Where was? Where's Old Dominion at, man? Educate the non-educators. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, okay. I yeah. shit, I didn't even know that. Seven five seven. Shout out to seven five seven out there. Oh, he's out in the area. Two oh nine. Shout out to two oh nine. Calabasas. Hey, oh, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Calabasas, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we brought you in the building today because uh, your pop said that you know a little bit about sports. Yeah, I'm a professional. I'm I'm pretty versed. Yo, that's my mother freaking wheelhouse. That's what I do. Here we go. That's my thing. That's my mutant power. If I had a mutant power, that's what it'd be. Sports knowledge. I'm a sports almanac. I don't know about the power part, but we all know you already look like a mutant. <laughs> that's fine. The, the, the power part, I know you would never have. Don't, don't pick on people. <laughs> don't pick on people. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, so, uh, so okay, we saw your your favorite sports team, your your favorite basketball team, because you look like a basketball player. You tall, right? You tall. You, you ever hoop before? Um, yeah, I did. I hooped in high school. Um, oh, okay. I hooped, like for fun as a hobby, you know, recreationally. Gotcha, gotcha. So you say your team is the Lakers. My team is the Lakers. That's true. Big, big, big eight twenty four fan. Yep. Yes, that, sir. That, Kobe fan. Yeah, Kobe fan for y'all. Know, you know when you shoot the shot, D. You say Kobe when you make it. I know you ain't never made one for, but when you do, if you do, like like a little layup. Listen, something. man. I need you to understand that 
hate don't look good on you. Kind of like that V-neck you got on. It don't look good on you. Yeah, yeah. It don't look good on you, man. Don't hate on me. I'm a big man. You know what I mean? I get in the paint and I bang it out in the paint. You know what I'm saying? So don't just because I don't watch sports don't mean I don't play it. Because there's several people out there that listen, man, that have been stationed with me that know I get in, I get in that paint and I get it in. So don't get the game twisted. You know what I'm saying? I'm a coach. That's what I do. I, I coach my sons playing yeah, you ball. Talk. You know what I mean? I'm a coach. That's what I do. But don't get the gang. I dunk on you, bro. Who? You. I dunk on you, bro. I will dunk. Bro, it'd be like an Oreo, 2% fat milk. You know what I'm saying? I dunk on you, bro. You know what I mean? Bro, you understand? there's a gold down the street. Yo, there's don't a gold. Don't get dunked on, bro. I got, don't get dunked on, man. I got three balls in the garage Pause. right now. Anyway, okay, yeah, yeah, don't get dunked though. I just that's all I want to say to you, man. But I, you know, I I I threw you a bone. I know you want to kind of yeah. catch, you know, catch up on what's going on with today in, in basketball. It's a little different, man, with COVID. You know uh, what I mean? I, I guess I don't watch it a lot, man, but okay. a lot of times my sons might throw it on. We we watch, especially like playoff game championship, where I watch it with them. Um Bro. but it's it's different, man. Watching ain't no fans or nothing. So man, what's know, going on? Look, check this out. So you it's some quick story. You know they were in the bubble, right? What? The bubble. Come again. Jay, you want to help me out? They, they, yeah, I, I'm versed in the bubble. Yeah. Sure, yeah. They, so they, what was called the bubble? Are we talking about the, the way the stadium is because of COVID? Okay, see, all right. What? We got to start back from, sorry for all the the real sports fans in the building. So we're, we'll educate you real quick. Yeah, so they all went down ahead, to the ESPN uh, studio where they have basketball courts. I think just one. It's actually in the uh, Disney Resorts. Disney in, uh, Resorts. Florida. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, if you know, ESPN owns Disney. We we track. Yep, yeah, gotcha. Tracking. Okay, so they all went down there to play basketball. But here, here's the was the trick. You could not leave. So once you were there, you were stuck. You had to go get your COVID test every day. But no families or anything at the beginning. All right. So I don't. Oh, was there ten teams, something like that, or eighteen teams, or something like that? I think it started off. Um, it might have been like. Actually, twenty teams. Twenty teams. You know the uh, the seven AC was kind of like you play in. Yeah, the ten, the ten to nine. The 10, West, 10, yep, there you yeah. go. Yep, yep. So they all came in, uh, all the players, coaches, and they all got COVID, and you had to live what it was called the bubble. So it's like picture being in a bubble where you cannot leave. Like they had stuff for you to do, so you can go golfing. You know what I'm saying? Play video games or whatever. So they had different rooms. Yeah, but you were basically stuck in a bubble. So that's just, crazy, man. Yeah, like that. but that was the beginning of COVID, where they were trying to circumvent people getting sick yeah, so basically it. yeah so basically it's creating a society it almost reminds me of a lot of movies and stuff where they create a society of cultures like almost like a cult as we'll call it and you cannot leave that that but you got to think to what that does to like the, the, the psyche men- yeah the mental bro you know what I i'm could, saying because you got to think like after games you go chill with your family you kind of decompress you know what i'm saying but you ain't doing that you just Right back at it. You, you know, know what it's I mean? crazy, so, uh, and and maybe it gives people a mental picture, or maybe it gives them a mental picture of a deployment. Ah, I didn't think about that because it because LeBron and he, of course, he won the championship, but uh, or the Lakers won the championship, but LeBron's the biggest star on the team. He, I think, it was there ninety four days straight in his bubble, in the bubble, couldn't leave. His wow. family came, I think, the last maybe. Yeah, I think they might have been there like the last week, the championship week. Yeah, the championship week, but he was there. But after that, I don't even think his kids came. I think it was just just like his wife and his mom or something. Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. I think his uh, I think his kids did stay. Oh, his like kids did stay. No, not not. Oh, not okay, stay. Yeah, yeah, stayed home. So yeah, it was just him and his teammates, and that was it, bro. And you, like you said, if you lost, you packed your bags and went home. 
Like immediately. You so, could Oh, so you won, you that you just did. You stay on the Got bubble. You. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but 90 something days locked in basically a bubble. So anyway, so like you said, with no fans or anything, I'm not sure how they're gonna do it when they come back in. But uh yeah, man, that that it was different, but it felt almost the same because they had the virtual fan shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and that's why I said that was that was different for me, even for a person that I don't watch sports all the time. Like the, the crowd brings a certain type of energy. Energy. It bro. has to. Energy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I just think about the little little small scale games. We like my kids, like you said, he played basketball in high school. So we go to their games and we travel too. But the fans, they give you a type of energy. You yeah. know what I mean? Your home, your home fans or whatever, they screaming your name or they chanting or whatever. That that kind of you know, that, that boosts you up a little bit more, especially if you're down, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah that, that had to be different. Jay, man. talk to me about the bubble, man. What you thought about the bubble? Uh, I, I think, obviously, it was pretty successful. I mean, successful. So, um, you know, they had, uh, I think it was 0% uh, COVID cases. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was, like, super impressive going in. I definitely didn't think it was going to last the whole playoff. Um, well, you know, uh, time, so. like Lou Will... Lou Williams left. He left. He did. I yeah, think he, left he went to funeral. strip club. Then he uh, supposed to be for a funeral. <laughs> then uh, it turned into Magic City. You know, lemon pepper Lou right there. Yeah, lemon pepper Lou, my man. Yeah, yeah. So I know, but he had had to wait until he came back, or maybe he came back, got tested, but he had to wait in like an isolation room. Yeah, I think he had to do the whole quarantine fourteen yeah. days gig. It's crazy, man. Like I, I know the funeral was worth it. I know he said like he goes to the he went to the strip club for uh, the yeah, wings. The wings, yeah, lemon pepper Lou right there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it was uh so did you think it was different or did you get kind of used to it after watching it? Um I thought overall it was super impressive just again because how successful it was. I mean, again, uh as I stated earlier, zero COVID cases. Mm-hmm. Um I think the basketball that we seen was definitely at a super high level, just being that they were super isolated, right? So they didn't have the distractions maybe that would come, unfortunately, like with being with your family. Yeah, um great point. Or like uh just the other things that life has. Um Great point. For the most part. So I thought that was super impressive. I was a, a huge fan of the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, that was being big around a, that time. a big influence in the bubble. So obviously we've seen it on the court. We've seen, the, um, we've seen them actually hold out and uh, hold strike yeah. after the killing of uh, Jacob uh, Blake yeah. in Wisconsin. Um, I'm From t-shirts to the donations to the organizations that they made, they, I thought that was super impressive. They boycotted the game, too. They did, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was uh, the Bucks, and I forgot who it was. Yeah, it, it was, was a whole night that they uh, they boycotted, but it did start with the Bucks, it, it though. Did, the Bucks, yeah. uh, I think they they uh, started with the Bucks against the Magic in the first round. Yeah, and they were like, basically nobody knew. Yep. I only think they told the Magic. They were just like, we ain't playing. Yeah, I seen a video about that recently. Yeah, yeah they basically that, um, they and, figured it out on site that they yeah. were... Uh, that, that's pretty crazy, man, when you get a, a lot of people together like that. Maybe the bubble has something to do with that because you have the opportunity to speak out to everybody kind of face-to-face instead of just reaching out over the phone and try to connect with everybody. You actually have that face-to-face movement where you could talk to people. I think that had a big aspect, big following on what everybody was going to do. So so let me let me chime in on that real quick. So being in the, y'all being, you know, uh, big basketball fans, sports fans, right, um, and watchers, right, how do you how do y'all feel? I, I know I just, you know, briefly heard my son say how he felt. I, I pretty could piece that together. Pretty mm-hmm. much piece that together. Piece, piece that together. Got you, got you, got you. Uh from all the conversations we have, right? But how you feel about that, P? Because I had a I had a I set in um and I don't wanna see I don't wanna say set in on a conversation because it was just a general setting, right? And then it came up about LeBron speaking his piece and the NBA players speaking a piece about what was going on with the injustices in the, in in uh in the country, right? Mm-hmm. 
and somebody made a joke um that they was they 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 thought it was funny about uh one of the one of the news broadcasters saying LeBron needed to shut up and dribble. Yeah, but it was it, it was a, a a news broadcaster and he he kind of repeated it, right? Oh, uh, okay. Um, okay. But uh you know, they 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 thought that was hilarious and that conversation kind of went it, it it went in that direction, you know, between me and that person. Um, you know, wasn't hostile, but I wanted to I wanted to understand why, you know, why they felt that way and what was so funny about it. Um, but but from you two that that kind of watch sports and been following it, you know what I mean, um, for as long as y'all been, what do y'all feel like their role should be? Is there a certain role or or should they be allowed to feel however they want to feel because they are citizens of the United States, they are human beings, right. you know what I mean? And a great point, man. I, I think I'll say this and Jay, tell me if you agree, but uh sports have always been sports players have always been somewhat of a role model to me. You know, growing up how I grew up and and not having a, you know a father who was very athletic, he was he was past his prime, way past his prime when he had me. So I had nobody else really to look up to but professional athletes. So they have always been some type of role model whether they wanted to or not. And I don't know if you remember back here, but uh, Charles Barkley said way back, I think it was early 90s, said he ain't, he isn't a role model. Basically, don't look for him for advice. Don't look for him for influence. But you have a platform to perform a certain way that is create some kind of stimulus for me, right? Watching basketball creates some kind of stimulus, which I enjoy seeing them what they do. It makes me explore them further. So whether they like it or not, they are role models. They should have a voice. And being that the money they make and, and the way that they're broadcast on TV and now shit, social media and everything else, uh, they they have a platform and they have a voice, which is a lot bigger than it was back in the early 90s. What you think, Jay? So um, just to backtrack with the... Uh uh, shut up and dribble. That was actually said by Laura Ingram, who's a Fox News anchor. Oh, so, okay. Um, and uh, in regards to um, NBA players being role models, I mean, growing up, a big role model of mine outside of the home was uh, was Kobe. Yeah. Um, I, I think my dad will attest to that. Uh, maybe since I was the age of like six or seven, I've been a huge Kobe fan. Um, he's really the one that brought me into basketball. And uh, to go on and say. NBA players as role models. You know, I seen a, I seen an interview. It was from the '90s, and Tupac says, "I'm not a role model. I'm a real model." Yeah. And I thought that was super huge. Basically saying like, uh, I may be held to a higher standard, but don't expect me to act differently um, from who I am to uh, please a crowd. You know. So I, I think that, in a sense, that NBA players too. Like, not everyone wants to be uh, seen as this uh, higher inspiration in everything that they do, right? When they put that jersey on, they go out there and perform. And, you know, to some, to some people, it's just a job. Yeah. The platform that they're given, maybe they don't make full use of it like uh, like other people that don't have it wish they did. Yep. But at the end of the day, it is a job just like everything else. So I definitely understand that everyone wanting to um, go and be seen in a certain light, in a sense. So I understand, like, again, the Charles Barkley thing. So yeah, that's, that's my idea of it. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of – I don't know if it's the, the platform that gives them a bigger voice because a lot of people just say – the same thing, or not? I shouldn't say say the same thing. Have said exactly what LeBron has said, uh, as far as how he feels about the Black Lives Matter movement at that time, or a lot of other social injustices, racial injustices. He speaks out a lot about politics and uh, and political things that a lot of people are like. Bro, you're not a politician. A lot of people ain't politicians that actually speak up and have something to say. 
He's just LeBron freaking James. And that and that's what my a lot of my uh what's that's the direction my words went into to that individual. You know what I mean? Like do you feel this type of way because you're an NBA player? Do you feel this type of way because of, you know, think it's jealousy? Jealousy is it is what is it? You know what I mean? Is it cuz he was African American? Mm. Like what is it? What mm. and that's what and, and that's like I just I just like to pick people's brains, you know what I mean, and allow them to pick mine as well because again, this whole this whole thing has to start with understanding, you know what I'm saying? Like how, what, why you feel the way you feel? You know, why don't you feel the way I feel? You know what I mean? Um but it was just it was just interesting to, you know, hear this person say that, you know, like it was like no, no, no crap. It was like a joke. They thought it was funny. It was like, you know, I, I think that was, you know, she said the right thing. Why? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I just wanted to ask y'all that. Like, how do y'all feel with them us- utilizing their platforms but I to think, help? This? I think if you agree with them, you don't care if they're basketball players, football players, baseball players. It doesn't matter. But if you disagree, you find something other than the point they're trying to make to say why they shouldn't talk about this. Like, basically, you're not a lawyer. Why are you sitting there talking about law? Right. It, it, go ahead. I think everyone has the right to um, to voice their opinion on uh, on Amer- American issues, right? Um, we wouldn't say that to somebody that was uh, a legislator, obviously. We wouldn't say it to somebody that was um, just a normal person or working their everyday lives. I think what, what people get strife from or they get angry about is that the platform that these uh, NBA players have right. so their voice is heard louder. Right. And I wouldn't even say, honestly, that um, that most of the time these NBA players or LeBron, uh, for example, speaks on political issues. I think those are humanitarian issues. Um, the, the case of Black Lives Matter, that's not a political issue. I think that's an issue of um, black lives, literally. I think that's humanitarian. Um, so that's what I have to say. About that. I think it's the platform that makes people upset and the wide uh, range that these people, uh, the wide platform, or I'm sorry, the... Uh, the amount of people that they can reach with their voice. Yeah, with social think, media and everything exactly. else. I mean, I don't know how many Twitter followers freaking LeBron James has, but I'm sure exactly. it's millions. millions. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Tens of millions yeah. at that. So I think yeah. that's what gets people angry and upset. Yeah. It's like, uh, if you ha- they can be on the news and they'll reach maybe millions of people a night, but their Twitter following is a lot smaller. So that's their large platform. They speak on the news. LeBron can tweet something. He can say something after an NBA game. He can, uh, he can go on an interview and he's reaching tens of millions of Americans right. um, that a lot of other people don't have the chance to do. So I think that's what uh And I, I think it goes here. with the responsibility because I don't know if you remember the Cam Newton thing where he was getting or email or he email he's getting interviewed by a female reporter yeah. and she was asking about routes and he was like I th- I don't even know why he said it but he was like it's funny hearing a female asking me about running routes. Yep. And that just went bananas. Man, and he just, yeah, and the flack ain't the word. Yeah, he called hell. And it's just like, because of one comment, but like you said, he didn't even, I don't think he, the point was trying to prove something. He just misspoke or not, and I misspoke, said something stupid, and it just went haywire. It did. Because true. of social media, because of the platform that he has, because of who he is. So it goes both ways. And I think a lot of people just look at it like, okay, you should just shut up and dribble. But if you say something wrong, I'm going to roast your ass. You know what I'm saying? If you come across the the podium and say something incorrectly, or if he would have been like, yo, I don't like none of my white players. Oh, man, that would go crazy. Nobody would be like, just shut up and dribble then. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you're for him or for what he's talking about, you're fine with who he is and what he's talking about. That's fine. But if you're not, instead of saying I'm not for it or I don't agree with it, you'll find a reason. And it's almost like just putting somebody down to make you higher. 
It's that it's that's a mentality. Give me like, somebody else's light to put shine on yours. There you go. Yep, yep. So let me talk about him as a person, and I don't agree with him. Instead of just saying, "Hey, I don't agree with them bygones are bygones. It is what it is, and we can move forward. To agree to disagree." No, no, no. Let me talk about him. What is he doing talking about this? Like you're the expert, right? You know what I'm saying. So I, I think that's where it is with a, a lot of these role models and sports figures and stuff. It, it's a crazy responsibility, which. I think a lot of people want until they get it. Yeah, I think it's it's divisive media for sure, right? So it's like if I don't support you or uh, if I don't like what you're saying, then I'm going to uh, tear it down instead of just saying I, I disagree. You know? I, yeah, I don't mind tearing down the thought, the idea, the ideation. I don't mind that, but don't tear the person down because he's just a man. He's just going off of how he feels and what he feels. You could do the same thing. But he didn't come attack you personally. Yeah, it's just pandering to me. I think that pandering. was just pandering Great to her face. Because she would never say that to her kids. Right. Um, no matter what career they are, they are, uh, ventured into, she would never say, just uh, just do what you do and don't speak on uh, other issues that are are important to you and important to other people as well. So yeah. that's just pandering to your base, trying to um, trying to build more division in a sense, really. Yeah. How does um, how does sports affect y'all relationship as, as son and father as far as I know D, like, as we heard, he don't even know what the fuck the bubble is, but we move Shut past up. that. <laughs> but how does that affect y'all? Uh, I shouldn't say affect, but what does that do for you as a father for the relationship with him? It it doesn't. Yeah, you, you're right. Don't say effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah how, how don't, that, don't say effect ever again. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't say it does anything because like, I'm not just dumbfounded right. to sports. You know what I'm saying? I know you so, do the boxing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. watch boxing. You know, boxing come on. We, you know, that's that's like the big thing. Most time, I will follow and try to get on. Um, but a lot of times when it's like mainstream or major things going on, we chop it up about it. You know, me, both my sons, we we chop it up about it. Um, or they'll tell me something about it, and I might go look into it and see what's going on. We'll converse about it. But we got so many things mm-hmm. that we 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 be we delve into. You know what I'm saying? So I I wouldn't say it put no damp on it because like like I said, my youngest son. With with my oldest son, he he started playing flag football when we was we was in South Carolina. You know what I mean. So uh, first he played for somebody else, and then did I coach? And did I coach? I assisted coach down there, right? So how, so I coached. wait wait wait. How was he as a coach? Was was he hard or was he soft? Get on mic. Get on the mic. I was like six or seven to be honest with you. So um, at the time, you know what? He was amazing. He was he was probably the best. Okay, all right, all right. Move on, move on, move on. I thought you were going fast. Move <laughs> yeah, on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, but yeah, so I I coached. You know him playing flag football and then we went to we was in england you played flag out there too right um he didn't play for me in england um and then we got to japan and then my youngest son they start he started playing he played flag football basketball uh by then my son was in you know when we got out there really moving moving forward he he was in high school Uh, so he he you know he had his own high school coach i'm one of them i'm one of them fathers and i try to i try to Make sure I knew at some level you got to move out of your kid's way when it comes to sports. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you one or two things happen. You 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 have a way that you want them to be, and maybe that's not the lane that they want to be. And if you don't communicate with them to find that out, you you hinder them more than you help them. Mm. You know what I mean? So you know he got in his basketball thing kind of because like more more so when he was out in VA. Um, and then he started playing back, like say the Kobe and all that. He started, so he he was on his own thing. So I I didn't get in his way. And he got to high school. He fell under his high school coach. He did his thing from there. I always supported though, hundred percent. 
Um, well, my youngest son, he he played flag football. He got into basketball, so I I was able to coach more and play um and and, and watch him watch him play out there at the youth level, whatever the case may be, for flag football and basketball. And then I went to Korea, and then I kind of got out of his way. At then at then too, you know, right, he had right. his own coach. Right. But I don't think it would hurt it. It ever hurted us that I didn't watch sports enough because if we if they do like hey, dad playoffs this time or we watching it. We'll watch it. You know what I mean? Okay. I can keep up for the most part. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think um, looking back on it, you know, I would say to the contrary, maybe it was a, it was a big piece of our relationship. Just uh, just from a, a standard of like growing up, um, I played sport like every season, right? So I played football during the fall. I mean, oh. during, yeah, about the fall. Yeah, the fall um, in the winter, played basketball. And then in the uh, spring, whether I'm playing maybe baseball or soccer or something like that. So my dad definitely made sure. I was fully active as a child. And I think the life lessons it taught me as well. I think he was aware of that, um, whether it be from like teamwork, morally, um, respect, uh, a bunch of other stuff that we know of. Um, I think I got that from sports. And I think he knew that that's something that you can get from sports. So that was always a big piece. Um, you know, it's crazy, man. I heard this from somebody and um, you could tell a lot about somebody if they played sports or not by how they are how they act and how they mature and who they grow. Cause like you said, sports teaches you a lot of life lessons that a lot of times you don't learn. Or like you said, um, cheer, even being a cheerleader, I guess is a, is an improper word, but cheering on somebody or being a morale booster for your team, whoever your team is now probably changes from when it was back in the day. But being able to play sports to me, and I just played sports my whole life. So yeah. it's big, but, the only difference for me, like, is you talked about all the sports you played, and they're all team sports. And that, and that right there is what I was going to say. Like, I watched them, you know, watching them play sports and come up in it. I watched them learn how to grow as a as an individual, but as a group. You know what I mean? As a team with people. You mm. know what I'm saying? Because when you start, when you do things with people constantly, you learn how other people uh, act. You learn, you learn how they react. You learn how. You know, certain people deal with certain problems and then you learn how to deal with certain problems just by analyzing people. You know what I mean? So it it kind of it kind of helps you become, you know, a strong individual, but it helps you as an individual joining, you know, a, a team, you know, being collaborative with other people and doing other things. So it was huge, you know, because they always they always I, one thing I always told him and he could he could he could vouch for me. I always told him that, you know, everybody ain't your friend. You know what I mean? You're going to have a friend. You're going to have associates. You're going to have you know, uh, uh, people you just work with, you just, everybody has their own category, but you don't put everybody in the category as your friend. Mm. You know what I mean? So playing sports and stuff like that, they, he had a, he got a homeboy and I'm sure now like they might have spotty conversations or, or communication, but that's still his boy to an extent. And they met through sports and us being neighbors and stuff like that. And then even now his best friend, you know what I mean? Like we was, we all met, of course, throughout the military, and they played basketball with each other throughout the high school. You know what I mean? And they they best friends to this day. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So he had to weed out a couple people because they all was on a team together, but everybody ain't that person that you're going to lock in with, you know what I mean, and, and go forward in life with. So I think that kind of – it teaches you both aspects. And like you said, it's huge when you see – uh when you get somebody that came up in sports and stuff like that, you could just see how they maneuver. Right. They maneuver a little different, you know, because – you 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 watch people that live an individualized life, so they treat people different. This is a specific person, man. You talked about a couple <laughs> times, yeah. Um, that you can tell, like you came from an individualized lifestyle. Right. You know what I mean? Like you 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 are about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can you can tell how certain people maneuver when they miss those aspects of life. And I'll tell you, I'm 
I'm the same way, Jay. I want to get to uh, why you actually started playing sports and what got you into it. But uh, I'm the same way. So you see, like we all know, I did martial arts. Martial arts is a one-on-one sport. And so a lot of my selfishness, I think, comes from that somehow because it's just me against somebody else. You ain't got no team. You you got somebody, people cheering for you and stuff like that, but it's no different from basketball. You got people in the crowd. But if you do good, you don't have nobody high-fiving you. And if you fuck up, you don't have – nobody picking you up and maybe you missed an assignment but somebody else picked up on it's like bro i got you you ain't got that so it's a different mentality but uh that and i also was in the team aspect so hopefully in my life it bounced out but yeah sometimes i'm just selfish as fuck bro i hate myself for it but uh jay what got you into sports like at the beginning or when when do you remember um i think my earliest sport inspiration again comes from i think kobe um but what, I mean, what was, was it like you watched him? So it's like I could do it. I think it may have been. Okay. Um, I, I actually I don't know. I've never thought about it exactly. To be honest with you, I think the first sport I think I did play though when, when we was in BA uh, when I was a kid. I think it was basketball. If I'm not mistaken, though. Uh-huh. Um, at, at that time, I think again, Kobe might have been an inspiration. I think uh, his determination, his drive, his ambition. It um, I don't know. It always was like an inspiration to me. It was like. Uh, you know how people be like, I'm a dog? Yeah. He was really like a dog out yeah, there. Yeah, like, He wanted everything out there, you know. He was willing to take it, and I think that's something I connected with. Yeah, I admire that a lot about Kobe. But, I'm, you know, I'm a little older than you, so I, I I was around the Jordan era. And so he was the same way, and that's what I like about Kobe because I saw a lot of that in Kobe. Is like that dude just didn't give a F who you were. If you were on his team, and I don't know if you ever watched, did you ever watch the Jordan, uh, the six part series? Remember we talked about it? I was, I was just about to. Uh, okay. Do uh, yeah, you yeah, think? Yeah. He, he, yeah. He watched it. Cause I think he put me on. He, oh. I seen it was coming out, but he asked me, Hey dad, did you watch this? And I, I hadn't watched it yet. So, uh, I ended up watching it. And, and then we kind of like, we talked about it as we was going through, but I'm glad you brought that up because I want to ask both of y'all because y'all both Kobe fans first, Second, you came up in both eras, you know what I mean? He kind of he know that he has the 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 background of of Jordan, you know what I mean? And, and it's always this big it's always been this big thing. And I got a I, and my son know is it's a uh, rapper called Benny the Butcher out right now. He got a line about them too. Never heard and of uh yeah, you slipping. I'm telling you straight I usually, up. Yeah, man, I'm learning a lot by you about my music, uh, uh, my music ambiance, my music know-how. You, you got to expand I'm a little slipping. bit more, bro. Yeah, Benny the Butcher. Hey, but uh, matter of fact, remember, remember Chief, Chief Counsel told us about Griselda? Yeah. He's a part of them. Okay, okay. You got to check him out. But anyway, so uh, so when you when if you got Jordan and Kobe standing, you know, side by side, right, between you two, I want to hear. I want to hear y'all, y'all, y'all opinions about it. Who you feel is the man? Who isn't the man? If he not the man, why isn't he? And and this overall, who would y'all put in there the greatest when you put them two in there, bro? That's tough. For me, it's tough because the eras are different. So, oh man, Jordan was just. He was just the new kid on the block. He did shit that nobody has ever seen before. He performed a way that nobody ever performed before. It was putting a team on your back and let's ride. Now, he, he once he got Pippen and all that, like he didn't start winning until really he got a team. But he was doing so much scoring by himself. So that's where I think a lot of comparisons between Jordan and Kobe are is that they both are just dogs. And like like your son said, just dogs. Like they don't care if you're good on the team. If you need him to drop forty, fuck it, he'll drop forty. 
If you need him to drop 70, fuck it. He'll drop 70. Yeah. And he doesn't care about anything but winning. And that's pretty much about it. So both about the same. So I can't say, back to your question, I can't say who is better, who is number one. If you put them both in front of me and was like, you got the first pick, who are you going to pick? You can't go wrong. It's one of those things you can't go wrong. A lot of it's age. You know what I'm saying? So if they're both in their prime around the same time, but Kobe came in, of course, a lot younger. But um, I don't know. Everybody says, you know, you don't go against Jordan. Well, uh, as for myself, I think um, for me and a lot of people in my generation, we see Michael as like this mythical creature. <laughs> and I think that uh, the 10 episode doc was like the first footage of Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh my gosh, this thing is real. <laughs> um, so I think uh, for the most part, that was like super crazy actually getting behind the scenes. I mean, I've seen highlights of Jordan before, you know, the uh, the up and under, the the, 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 the big free throw shot, line yeah, the free throw line yeah. dunk, the shot uh, in the finals, the um, I think it was against Cleveland. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the free throw. Yep. Yeah, so I've yeah. seen, like, a bunch of highlights and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, man, this dude, Michael's insane. It's dope. Um, I may have heard, like, minor stories. But that definitely, again, like, that that doc was, like, pulling the curtain back. And it's like, oh, my gosh, Bigfoot is real. Yeah. So uh, that was, like, super impressive. It just shows you how meticulous he was. I think that was that was the thing that was insane. It was the dude made up stories in his head <laughs> to actually go out there and perform better about things that didn't happen. You know, yeah. I thought that was super crazy. And it was funny, too, because I remember I, I seen something before, and it was like, um, I might, you've probably heard of this before. It was during uh, the, the Lakers 3 uh-huh. when uh, Shaq played against uh, the Spurs. Uh-huh. Well, not Shaq, the Lakers played against the Spurs. And Shaq was like, uh, he didn't like David Robinson because he didn't uh, give him an autograph as a kid. Right. You know I'm hearing about right, that? Right, right, so then right. I remember years later, Shaq was like, he made the whole thing up. It was just something to make him play better. Yeah. The story wasn't true at all. And yeah. I remember thinking, like, dude, Shaq's a weirdo. <laughs> and then see, like, Michael did the exact same thing. Right, it's like, right, wow, right. this is insane. It's crazy. And I think that's the difference between Kobe and Mike because Mike would make up stuff because I don't think he really, I mean, maybe he hated like Isaiah Thomas. He hated some people, but Kobe, yeah. like, did not like motherfuckers. Like, did not like it. From what I seen, I don't know the man personally, so I don't want to speak too much into him. And RIP, of course. But uh, it seemed like he just really did not like people. He just didn't care if you were his friend. And a lot of people, if you look at Kobe now, I'm sure they won't say this anymore because, he, he, you know, he passed. But when he didn't, a lot of people were saying that basically he probably had maybe three or four friends in the league. Like, maybe. And so. So would would you think that that was more his part or their part? I think it was more he was who he was and didn't care if you liked him or not. And what he can get away with, what he was that good. Right. So if you were freaking, I'm trying to think of a like Danny Green or somebody like mm-hmm. that. He's good, but I mean, uh, you couldn't get away with that mentality because they probably just kick you off the team. Yeah. But Kobe, he backed it up. Yeah, you could drop 45. So I don't know if you ever seen that video of him and um, Vujicic. I, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but anyway, where he was like trying to push him to be better, and he was guarding him in practice, and he gave him a mean elbow. I mean, not even like just playing. I mean, not playing around. He wasn't even part of the play. He just elbowed him. Bow! Yep. Just got him all in the stomach and shit. Sasha right there. Yeah, Sasha. Yep, yep. And I was just like, but he was, then he like wink at the coach. Like, bro, I got this. Yep. I think you saw that from Jordan, too. I mean, we seen in the dog, Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the he face. He punched him in the fucking so, face. He's like, yo, I can't believe that. So we know shit. these practices are super aggressive. And I don't think Kobe's the only person to do that either, by the way. Uh, I just seen something on Instagram the other day, and it was, uh, it was a quote from um, Scott Brooks and Russell Westbrook. You know, Scott Brooks is the old yeah, coach of Russell yeah, in OKC yeah. and is now soon to be coaching uh, in Washington. 
And he asked him, like, Scott Brooks asked Russell, like, why do you go out there and you play so angry? Yeah. And he tells his coach, well, coach, there's 58 point guards in the league that I don't like. <laughs> Which we always know there's 30 teams in the NBA. So yeah. it was a starting point guard in every team and yeah. then the backup point guard after that. Right. So um, I think it's just that the way they play is just the drive, that fire that's in them. Uh, I'm not sure, is it like, really, did he have an issue? I don't think he had an issue, really, with most players in the league, oh, the overwhelming majority, really. I think we just... um. Yeah, again, that, that fire that burned inside of him, that's the way he saw basketball. That's the way he's seen from Jordan. I think we've seen Jordan is a similar way. Yeah. Um, and we know that's like a, his basketball twin, really. So, I'm pretty sure they share the same DNA. So let me ask you, and uh, you're a Kobe fan, as we already said, and he got you inspired in basketball, and being that he's that dog that we said, because you seem like a, a well-spoken, kind of calm, cool dude, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate it, I, I think you know what yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, it's crazy, like in a room, you could even be the most standout person or somebody hidden in the room, like nobody would ever know, or you could be the most vocal person that everybody remembers. So I think you you could play both sides. And this is me just talking to you, knowing you for the last uh, a couple days or so, or a couple times I've seen you, but it don't seem like you have that dog when you play. Are you, were you the same mentality? Is that what got you there or, or no? Well, uh. Just for everyone, I'm confident in every room that I step in. Um, I'm definitely more than secure. Um, but I definitely think, yeah, I do have that dog in me, though. Uh, mm-hmm. If if you, I know you said there's a basketball court right on the street. Uh, yeah. I'd be more than willing to go down there if you want to put some bread on it. Um, this man, <laughs> see, gonna turn off the whole podcast. Hey, shut the man, whole podcast hey, down. Hey, hey, and if I lose, we ain't on, never man. coming who, back. Who you see? You see who's sitting to the right hey, of him. It don't matter. You it see who's sitting to the right of look, him. And it, you already and know. And if I lose, we ain't never do another yo, podcast. It, 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 that's fine because I'm gonna post the video. Like I said, because you're gonna be on live. You're gonna no. be on live. But let me let me answer that. Yeah. I, at first, yeah, I've been a great yeah, yeah, yeah. At first. He's he 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 started off passive. He, Most of us do. Know, that's yeah. how he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's just who he is. But I watch him, and you see you see in the game right it to start off passive, depending on how the game's going, and then you see the dog come out. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he he, I will I will say he stayed focused for you know the majority of the part, regardless if it's a if it's a a, a up or under. You know what I mean? Talking about the score, but. You, I see both sides of him. You know what I mean. He know how to play. He know how to play. I would say he played more passive, um, not passive, calm. Mm. Um, but when it's when it when it's time for the heat to turn up, then you'll see the the dog in him. You know what I mean. Mm. Um, I'll I'll be impressed, man, by watching them both. You know what I'm saying. Like I'm, I get my I get my other my other uh right hand man up here. You know and let him let him talk with y'all. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I get it. I'd be impressed watching them both because it's like. They they at the court all the time. It'd be like nine o'clock at night. And they'd be like, Dad, we're going to the basketball court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, all right, cool. You know, and it'd be like three, four times a day. It'd be like twelve o'clock. Dad, we're going to go to the court. All right, cool. They come back, might eat, me eat me out of house and home. You know what I'm saying? I got to go grocery shopping every two weeks. Uh, matter of fact, every week. Yeah. And then it's like five o'clock come. Dad, we're going to the basketball court. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's impressive, you know. And then I see it, I see it, it, it be evident you know what i mean when i go out and i watch him play and i've been slacking i, I haven't been out there uh just to watch him play or have him go out there try to beat the brakes off me mm. um you know what i mean i go out there i try to bully them because mm. they don't they run around circles and shit i yeah, ain't got yeah. that speed yeah, yeah, yeah uh but um 
you know, when I do go out and watch them play other other people, you know what I'm saying? I'd be amazed, bro, to see them because they both shooters. You know what I'm saying? They both shooters. They both got shot. They both know how to handle the rock. Okay. You know, so I'd be amazed to watch them play, man. Just be like they can play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even watching them play in high school, um, they can play. You know, yeah. but they put the work in. Uh, I'm a father, so I'm always gonna say you can put more work in. You know what I mean? But I know in the back of my head, they they put the work in, even though he didn't. He didn't. He decided to go to his straight academics in college. You know, he still do his pickup games as hobby as a hobby and stuff like that. No, that. Um. But he didn't never put the rock down. You know what I'm saying? He still go out there and pick up. And it and the big thing is I told him and I and he could correct me if I'm wrong before he went to college. I told him, I said, You out here we kind of playing in a in a somewhat of a more passive world in Japan and overseas. Them street ballers is different. Different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, them street sir. ballers are different. I told him we used to play. I wasn't I was I'm not a basketball player, but I play basketball. Gotcha, That's how I gotcha, explain gotcha, it. Gotcha. But we used to play in Timberlands and basketball. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, you know, y'all did that on the East Coast. That's the East you know Coast thing. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I, we, I come on from from high school or come from school. I got Tim's on. We playing yeah. the Tim's. Yeah. That's construction Timberlands for people who don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, but we played the notes. You know what I mean? And that street ball, if you got street ball knowledge and organized basketball knowledge, you a bad individual. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? And I think that brings a, a different kind of education to you, too. It does. Because there's you get that rules. Grit. Yeah. There's rules in the street that don't apply. That don't apply on the court. Yeah. Right. And it's calls that don't apply on the court. Yeah. You call yeah. something like, what the heck is that? I'll you know tell you, saying? there's never been a travel call in the street. Right. Yeah. Not, nah. not one time. Nah. Uh-uh. That's, you nope. think there's no travels in the NBA? It's all started from the street. Exactly. There's you no travel. There's no, well, you. You might call a carry, but you don't get the ball. You for don't it. get the ball. For you it. just stop the play. Exactly. And somebody tired. Somebody argue just, with the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I watched that. So when he got when he got to college and he started playing people that you know came from playing street ball and stuff like that, then I can I can tell his game his 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 optics of the game came different. You yeah. know what I mean? And how he played his that you got to get a different type of grit about you. You know what I mean? Because you might catch them elbows like Kobe gave Buddy in, in practice. You know what I'm saying? You might catch that. And that ain't for you to kneel down and hold your stomach. You better keep pushing. You That's know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could tell his 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 optics of the game uh, elevated. You know what I mean? Um so that's what I liked about when my son came out here, but I my youngest son. So I got to get him to that too because he really started playing. He played uh, AAU ball. So when he played club ball, he play, we go down to certain neighborhoods. It ain't like up here in Australia, up here uh, yeah, in Cortessa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. you playing these boys, you can see they got a different type of, you know what I mean, look in their eyes. So you yeah. gotta, you're going to have to step up. Yeah. Um. So I can see that that changed both of their games when they both got to that point in life where we got to play some street ballers. Uh, so, but yeah, all in all, man, they both got a dog in them, man. And yeah. being, you know what I mean? And I ain't just saying that cause I'm their father. You know what I mean? Right. It's crazy thing about the street. Cause there's not a lot of handshake hugs and high fives. If you ain't on the same team, nah. it's like, I don't want to say war, but it's legitly going after somebody and your teammates going to get on you. If you let somebody roast you and they going to get on you as well. If you let some, if they roasting you. So it's a different kind of breed. And I can see, I mean, we got a lot of fights at the bat. Well, there was a lot of fights at the basketball court. I don't think it was never, like you said, like a beef with the person. I think it's just a competition brought out so much fire in somebody. It's like, you have no other alternative. Like I can't beat you on the court. So I'm gonna beat you another way. Cause you don't want to lose. And that's like, you said that dog mentality, uh, Jay, what, what, and I'm putting a uh, big mic on blast, but what kind of father was he as far as, is he the, the over 
uh, cheerleading. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Is uh, he the loudest? He's, he's going ham with my mother on the sidelines. Oh no, the, the my, oh game. he told me about the story. Oh yeah, they're going ham the entire game. He's one of them. You got to uh, you just gotta let's tune him out. Let's stop, Mike. Tear it up. Look, Mike trying to get out. Tear it up. <laughs> he's uh, you definitely got to try to like tune him out while you're out there on the court. But um. Again, it, it's all a lot of uh, it's all a lot of love and stuff like that. It's, it's not like he's trying to go out there and hinder you or take away from your game, but he's just doing. Does it does it make you nervous or is it? Is does it make kinda, you nervous? A lot of times uh, I didn't hear it until like a pause in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, when you're focused, you don't really pay too much attention to it. You know what's funny? I actually remember as a kid. Um, I don't know if I was in middle school or maybe my freshman year. But I told my, it was a point where I told my parents like, guys, don't come to the game. Oh shit! Don't, yeah, don't come. I was like, I feel like I play maybe a little bit better when you guys aren't there. A lot of people say don't that. come, but I realized that was uh, that was soft in the moment. You know, like looking back on it, it just I didn't. Uh, I maybe I wasn't fully confident yet. You know, maybe mm. it took a little bit longer for for uh, it to develop. But yeah, that, I remember at one point it was like that for me. Because I was the type, and like I said, the martial arts thing. I wanted everybody on me. I wanted everybody cheering booing i want to hear the noise yeah eventually I, got there for sure though yeah, yeah i was i wanted the crowd to be uh i wanted it to be like nba stadium if it could be you know exactly man it's a whole different atmosphere and even when we play like little intramural games and stuff like did y'all have that in college the intramural stuff yeah, intramural, of course, of course yeah, yeah yeah so when you had that and it's different man i remember in korea we had it and we were just uh we had the championship game and um a lot of people if you ever talk to anybody who's with me in osan and championship game They'll tell you how I lost the game. I fucked the whole game up. It was just, oh, yeah, me being my head and fucked the whole game up. But uh, yeah, oh, unfortunately, it's not the word. I won't live it down because they, they, uh, my, you know, uh, Ali Bradley, that uh, he's usually in the five six and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was with me at Osan. You ever asked him how I blew the championship game because I let the crowd influence? Because that was probably one of the oh, biggest man, crowds. That, yeah. Oh man, he was. We all got one of those games though where we. we uh, we're the reason that we we lost that game. We blew that game and we hold it. You know? It was huge, and I just wanted to show out, and the ball would not go in the hoop, and I was not trying to hear it. I was not trying to listen. That ball was not going in the hoop, and usually shots that I would make any other time, shit I would do any other time, was not falling. See that I'm gonna tell you what that was. I can admit it now, though. Yeah, yeah. that 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 was the Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah, that was the Karate Kid. Yeah, so you thought you thought it was just you, right? You know, Daniel's son. On the okay. on the mat. Right, see, here you on, go wild out. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was just Daniel's son on the mat trying to do his crane, whatever that shit was. <laughs> and that was the point. That was the part of the game where you were supposed to switch back yeah. to the team, team player and let your team do their thing. You, see, but see, you messed up. You man. know what? There was a game and I would not come out. I would not come out. Yes, the that coach was Daniel's like, son. Yeah, that the coach son. was like, come out. I was like, nope, I'm not coming out. You need help. Wow, man. wow, wow. Yeah, yeah I yeah. told you. That's the individual selfish mentality yeah, so that I, I mean, told you. better you. get rid of that. Bro. Yeah, man. I'll be trying, man. It's like it pulls me back. But, uh, but we've all been there before. Oh, I see, I pre- like bring him by more often. See how he just lifted me right back up. I, mean, I, I don't good. know about like an entire game. Okay, okay. See, so you were good. You were good. You were good. Don't lift him up. Don't lick your leg. We got to keep him at a certain level. Because if you don't, you see what happened. He he want to shoot 73 pointers and he only made two. You know what I mean? He The coach tell him to come out. He don't want to come out. You, know, you can't give him too much praise because he just take it and run with it. Let me tell you what my coach said. You can't miss 16 shots until you miss 15. So just keep shooting. Oh my God! Yeah, he shouldn't have told you that. He shouldn't have. If you got to the point where you even missed ten shots, you should have been on the bench for the rest of the game. Damn, the whole game. 
I think you you definitely got to keep shooting when you're missing. That's something we like get Bring yourself out of a slope. But yeah. I think it all. Uh, I think the game determines a lot of times when you shoot what shot you're going to continue. Yeah, because you know? I'll tell you, two minutes of a it slope of a slump turn into like four quarters of a slump yeah. really you gotta quick. You got to be like aware of what's going on in the game. And so I was, like, not, yeah, I told you the crowd was hyped up, and it was so many people, and you could just hear some people were like keep shooting. And some people like bench that motherfucker. Ooh, yeah, you can't have that. And so I was getting both sides. But I was like, all the people were saying, keep shooting, I'm going to keep shooting. All the people said, bench it, I'm going to show them, I'm going to keep shooting. And it just. You can't. You, I want, you, one thing I know by not being a big, like it says, you can't try to play to somebody else's expectations, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to stay within your own mind. You know what I mean? Stay within your own mind, sink into the people that matter. And the people that matter is your team. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So those are the people that you got to lock in with. Because if you start locking into everybody else around, I'm going to rewind all the way back then into this conversation. And that's where you get your shut up and dribbles. Yeah. And then you start losing. Because if LeBron would have responded wrong to her, he would have been all out of whack. You know uh, what I'm saying? You got to play to the people that matter. You know what I mean? The people that matters and people that's on that court with you, you know what I mean, to the left and the right. Uh, so you need to remember that because that whole got dang on letting the crowd and you playing to the person with the blue shirt, third seat up yeah. in the bench. Yeah, no, that ain't gonna work. Man. Yeah, Come life, on, get your life in order. Life lesson. That's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Yeah, but right. yeah, appreciate the conversation, man. We got into always. the sports thing, man. Brought, brought Big J by yo. So we always do this for any guest speaker, man. You always get the last word, man. So whatever you want to say. I mean, we gonna we gonna close it out. We always close it out. But <laughs> <laughs> you, your world, man. Whatever you want to say, shout outs. Whatever you want to give, man. Your world. Um, you know what? It just came to mind. Honestly, is uh, I wanted to mention too about the Laura Ingram with the shut up and drool, the genius of LeBron to turn that into a brand, right? Like it didn't it didn't just happen, and then uh, they chastised Laura Ingram about it on social media, and then we moved on to the next thing. Like he made that a brand. You see that on his clothes. Um, it's a part of his uninterrupted network. Um, I think honestly, it made him even bigger. So I, I thought that uh, we should really acknowledge that as well. Like when someone tries to stab you, or when life throws you lemons, he really made some sweet lemonade out of it. So I thought that was pretty dope. Facts. All right. Hey. Well, listen, man. It's it's been definitely an honor for me to have you know one of my one of my strong teammates. Uh, up here as, as a guest, you know what I mean? Um, something I was trying to get into making with Pete keep hounding me about talking about sports. Man, I so, love sport. Nah, yeah, it was, it was definitely an honor to have him up here. I'm going to have uh, – try to try to get cut out the time to get my other two mini-me's up here, man. Yeah, and yeah. Just, just let them get a spill and introduce them to the world. Because yeah. uh, I know I talk a lot about them when we come up here. Every Almost every topic we 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 bring to the table, they somehow come up um, – and uh, I, I'm be honest with you, man. I ain't even gonna lie, sugarcoated, man. It's it's it be me bragging, bro, and not bragging about me. You know what I mean? Just bragging about them, bro. Because as a father, I'm, I'll be super proud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sports. You know, my baby girl, she play volleyball, so I get up here and let her talk about that. We actually in the talks of her doing her first club volleyball. So, okay. uh, but yeah, I appreciate my son coming up here, man, and just spending some time with us, um, and giving his perspective and allowing you to get your. Get your sports nits off your back. Man, crying, good. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, appreciate you coming by, man. Appreciate the conversation, man. I love who you are, bro. Always got our support. Always got my support, man. Whatever you need. And, and I'm sure Big Mike can give you whatever I can give you. But if you ever need an, another hand or another another knowledge or need somebody to put a jumper in your face, you let me know. 
I'll re- I put a jumper in my face. Yeah, if you haven't cast one out on you. Can't relate. <laughs> but no, nah, man, I appreciate you, bro. Good luck in everything you do, man. Good luck with the Lord thing. Uh, good, yeah, Thank you great luck with the everything, man, bro. But uh, Unpopular Celebrities, we have another one in the building. Yeah. We had another yeah, one we just yeah. added to, this, to the list. Get part of this train, this movement that Unpopular Celebrities know what Lord. it is. Subscribe somebody, take their phone, go on their podcast app, so hit subscribe, and then give them their phone back. Don't Yo, tell them you did it. I did that shit with Miss Tally. Oh, you terrible. I Shout out to Miss Tally, Tally. Tally. Hey, we love Miss T, man. Yeah, Shout man. out to Miss Tally. Yeah, safe hey, recovery, uh, too. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Hey, thanks for tuning in, man. Y'all already know who it is. Big Mike P. We got Lil J. I heard he called me Lil Man at the beginning. We got Lil J here as a guest speaker, man. We love y'all. Hey, 2020 is about to close out. Start getting your New Year's resolutions together and take them all the way to the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? But we out of here. Y'all know who it is. Peace. Peace.